Well, welcome in live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We've got a great show for you tonight. It is a baseball takeover as our count them five-time defending champion Camels begin the season at home this weekend. And what an opening series. Your Camels host 17th-ranked UC Santa Barbara as the Gauchos come down for a three-game series. It starts this Friday night at 5 p.m., followed by a Saturday game at 3 and a Sunday, this just in breaking news, a noon matinee tilt. So noon on Sunday now. Season tickets are still available. Single game tickets are still available at GoCamels.com and 1-877-GO-HUMPS, 1-877-GO-HUMPS. Tonight we will also give away tickets to all three games of the series, and we'll talk to all three of our assistant coaches tonight as we start with a familiar face and a, I think a three-timer on the show now. So Jordan Stampler, he is now the assistant coach as well as the director of player development. And coach, first of all, a big congratulations. You have been here since August of 2020. And in the offseason, you're promoted to assistant coach adding to your title. What, what does that mean to you that that coach here in this program uh, elevated you in your role now? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris, thanks for thanks for putting this together, County Seat. Thank you guys for having us and hosting this. This is a uh, this is really cool um, for us to be able to to kind of continue and spread the the good word about Campbell baseball and, and what the season has to offer. Um, you know, four years ago was an opportunity for me, Chris. Uh, you know, I couldn't thank Coach Hare enough for the past three seasons and years that we've had together um, with some some amazing players and coaches that I've had the opportunity to work with, learn from, grow with. And I, and I think all in that, just kind of taking it in stride, I think uh, Coach Hare and the rest of our staff, as uh, players included, have, have continued to trust me um, in some of my processes and things that I've worked through um, to get to where I am. And, and I think um, continuing to, to kind of just lean into that and move forward and, and take on more roles and responsibilities, I think is always a, you know, a cool endeavor. So I'm very appreciative of, uh, of it, um, looking forward to it, and, and can't wait to get the year started. Uh, so many things are unbelievable. The fact that there's been, there's been 10 total trophies Campbell baseball could win when you talk about the regular season and the conference tournament. You guys have won nine of those trophies going to the NCAA tournament for a, for a program record five times. You came right in the middle of it, and people sometimes forget that in the middle of that was the shortened 2020 season was covid there was a lot to deal with. You came in kind of in the middle of that whole thing. What, what did it take to not let COVID and everything that happened kind of shake this program? And you guys really picked up where you left off. Yeah, I mean, my last season uh, where I came from at Pfeiffer University was kind of obviously, like you had mentioned, abbreviated. Uh, there, was a, there was a lot of shuffling pieces, a lot of job changes, a lot of people who didn't have jobs anymore and got laid off. Um, you know, the, the role came open and I applied for it and, and got the job. Um, I think right around July 4th, going into that 2021 spring, um, prior fall was 2020. W when I got to Campbell, it, it, it had seemed like everything was great. You know, there was there was really good processes put in place. There was really good people here to work with. Th there wasn't a lot that I, like, immediately had to just come in and try to impact. And, you know, I felt like I could find myself a little niche here and dive into some stuff here here or there, and, and I felt like I was just available to, to whatever I needed to be available for, whether that be, you know, alongside the head coach or working with the offense or trying to implement something base running-wise or whatever the case may be. Um, but, they, you know, there was a, a phenomenal system 
and leadership um, and just an unbelievable group of players. I think that's the other thing. You know, we had a bunch of guys who wanted to come back for that that COVID year uh, relief year that the NCAA granted some of those guys. And, um, you know, a lot of them stuck around. I think we saw, you know, the maturity and, and experience of our team kind of come to fruition for my first year. Um, you know, in hindsight, it was an unbelievable blessing to get to work with some of those guys and see some of those young players like Neto, um, you know, at the time come into his own. And we had some really, really talented guys that year. And, and for me, it was kind of just like, in hindsight, again, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know the pace of everything and how everything worked. But in hindsight, looking back on it, it was uh, just an unbelievable blessing to, to kind of be able to walk into a program in such good hands. Well, in an unbelievable year, you go into SEC country, go to Mississippi State uh, as a number three seed, end up uh, in the regional final, going back to the NCAA in your second year. And then, and then you think, wow, th th this program, th this is where this program is at. It, it can't get any better than this, right? And then last year, a, a team that's in the top 15 in the nation for the majority of the year, getting a number two seed. We won't dwell on the past, but you guys had the RPI. You guys had the record, the strength of schedule. Should have hosted a regional, did not. But then you go, get to another regional final. Uh, NC State is eliminated by you guys as an ACC team. I know you are very much focused on 2024, but when you think about what you all accomplished last year, what's on the top of your mind? The top of my mind is good players, Chris, right? Like, you don't, you don't do much without those, you know, those 35, 40 guys in the clubhouse. Um, a, a, a roster littered with talent from arms, uh, bats, you know, role players, glue guys, and everything in between. And I, and I think that's what it takes to, to be a, a really competitive program year after year after year is, you know, not just the top-end talent, not just the top-end arms, uh, but the glue guys, the guys that are, you know, willing to, to do something a little bit different um, and not be the guys who get all the glory, so to speak. I think you need all those types of guys. I think a Ty Babin and, and Waldy Arias, you know, some names of the past who maybe didn't get yeah. all the limelight, so to speak, but guys that, you know, you don't, you don't win 40 games year after year without. Um, you know, and the guys like Spencer Packard and, and, you know, Zach Neto and Tom Harrington and Cade Keeler, who, you know, obviously are all frontline names. Um, you don't do it with those, without those guys either. But, but on top of that, just... I think the preparation, the work, um, the, the constant day after day after day of just – Coach Hare talks about it all the time. And, and I think looking into the 2024 season, the preparation that our team has had throughout the course of the fall, here in the early spring, of just stacking good days. And that's not something we mention all the time, just continuing to stack good day after good day after good day and, and continue to look, you know, for, for the practice within the practice, so to speak. How can I – improve individually, how can our staff improve individually um, to collectively make our team better. And I think when we look at it that way, you know, we could stack good day after good day after good day and look up, you know, in a week or a month and, and really see some progression. And, and I think that's, that's kind of what we've done over the past, you know, two, three, four years since I've been here. One of the many great things about this team, not only are there the team accolades, you guys going to five straight NCAA regionals, making it to three regional finals, ranked in the top 15. But those guys that you mentioned that are making good money playing pro ball, Zach Neto at the head of the class, a first-round draft pick who's the starting shortstop for the, for the Angels, but the guys like Keeler that are going to be up there pretty soon, Harrington that are going to be up there pretty soon. These were not guys that were pro prospects coming right out of, out of high school. What did you all do that develops these guys into guys that are good talent, that are good college players, but making them into guys that are pros? 
I, I think you'd probably get a better answer for them, I think, from them. I think their work ethic, their attention to detail, um, their willingness to kind of come and pour it in every single day is the answer. You know, there's no secret sauce or recipe. Uh, when, you, when you think about Neto, you could probably ask Adam better who worked with him. Um, Adam's first, first go around here at Campbell as a coach. You know, the guys on the backfield every day getting extra ground balls or in the cage extra with, with somebody hitting more. Um, you know, Tommy and, and Keeler were guys who tried to master their craft. And, you know, on the mound, whether it was T-Rob or Dusty here in the offseason, like they're guys that they, they spend countless hours on trying to really perfect what they're doing. Um, I think about a guy like Aaron Rund, you know, who, yeah. who was kind of absolutely kind of undersought out of high school, didn't really get a huge chance his first year in junior college, kind of continued to develop on his own at the junior college level, comes here as kind of an under-the-radar guy, works his way into a Sunday role, you know, and then he's an All-American back-end bullpen guy alongside Ty Cummings, right? Like, so, so you know, I think about guys like that and, and their process to develop. I, I think the coaching and development piece – that we try to pour into them every single day has a lot to do it, with it. But I also think, you know, at, at the forefront, at the apex of all of it is like their willingness to just try to be the best they can, right? Just try to pour it in every single day to see how good they can become, um, you know, today. And if they can do that day after day after day, they can play this game for a long time. Going into last year, Campbell was already a, a, a national baseball brand. And, and that's because of not only you all getting to the regionals, but getting number three seeds, getting number two seeds, and then winning games in the regionals. But it's interesting what that little number by your name does. I, I, I have people that know that I've been calling Campbell baseball for a while, but people would come out of the woodwork and be like, my gosh, Campbell baseball is number 12 in the country. Campbell baseball is number nine in the country. You see it on the bottom line all the time. What have you noticed either out on the recruiting trail talking to guys, um, guys in the locker room when, when you all not only were in the top 20, but in the top 20 for the majority of the season? Chris, to be honest, last year, you know, it was, it was for me, at least, there were some uncharted waters, I think. The vibe of our clubhouse, we kind of felt that a little bit. Um, I, you know, not many guys talked about it. Not many knew how to handle it. And, and part of that, you know, was there was some, there was some, um, blissful ignorance, if you will, in that, for <laughs> sure. Uh, we just didn't, you know, we were just playing. Yep. You know, the guys were just going out there playing. Um, we got back from a series at Longwood where we lost the Saturday game there. And uh, we had a meeting in the clubhouse. We had been top 20, you know, for, for a few weeks leading into that. Um, we lose the game to Longwood there. Um, we thought it was a bad loss, and our RPI didn't drop much. And... You know, I remember our staff meeting for like two hours that day in the conference room just talking about w what, what the opportunity presents itself with right now. I don't know if our guys understand the ramifications. And this is one of those things that 10, 15, 20 years from now, they might be like, well, what if? Right? And we didn't want them to have that what if conversation 10, 15, or 20 years from now. Like, we wanted to, them to understand that, like, they're literally living it right now. And, you know, me as a guy who played in college and, you know, thought he was on some pretty good teams, of course, we all have those, those what-if moments down the road, but they were literally living the dream. And I, I think we just brought it to, to their attention. I think Coach Hare used the term, like, the, the pink elephant in the room type of thing, and, <laughs> and it was. It was a real thing. Um, and, and, you know, it was on our video board pregame every, every game last year. Like, the pressure is a privilege. Like, you want to have that target on your back a little bit. You want to run to that. And I think our guys took that on. You know, we played in some big games late against some 
quote-unquote brand-name teams, and, you know, we, we go down to ECU, and it's one of the most electric college baseball atmospheres in the country, and there's 3,500 fans there, and, you know, we're both top 15 nationally, looking at a host potentially, um, and it's an, it's an unbelievable game with a lot on the line, and I think our guys, you know, they, they, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe and obviously took, took all three from them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was an incredible ride, an incredible team, an incredible group of guys, coaches, players, support staff, everything included. Um, just an incredible experience. As what often happens to top 15-ranked teams in the nation is you, you have some coaches that, that go some other places, um, that get some quote-unquote um, promotions. You have a lot of shuffling around for four new coaches um, on this staff, new positions. Uh, tell me about the two uh, that, that we're going to talk to a little bit later on the show and, and how you guys are all gelling. Tremendously, yeah. I, I think, and Coach Air talks about this all the time, but, you know, you hire good people and, and the good people are able to work with each other. And, and, you know, Adam and Dusty specifically are here and you guys will talk to as well, uh, have fit in, you know, tremendously immediately with our program. And I think that's that's first and foremost. Like, are we going to are we going to gel well, like you mentioned? Are we going to get together, um, you know, off the field? Dusty hosted basically uh, Dusty and his wife, Malia, uh, and their two kids, Nolan and Yates here. They hosted everybody at their house last night for a Super Bowl get together. So um, just being able to do those things and have some camaraderie off the field, I think, is super important. Um, they they bring those to us. You know, I coached with Adam at two different junctures, I guess, prior to this this go around. You know, I worked with him at Pfeiffer. Um, he was fresh out of college, and then we worked together back at Campbell um, in, in his graduate assistant work here in my first year here. So we've had a lot of coaching experience together. Uh, I mean, we go toe-to-toe -to -toe on almost anything you could possibly imagine um, and usually come out with, with, you know, a pretty good understanding of what each other wants out of, out of any given situation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think our staff is, is uh, well glued together. Um, you know, in regards to players, we've had some turnover and, you know, we, we like we, we were talking about before the show, we feel like we've got a ton of good pieces and a, and a bunch of talent. You know, finding finding the right pieces and the right situations to plug guys in, I think it might might take some time, but I think we definitely um, we definitely have enough on the roster to, to get it done. Lawson Harrell and Grant Nip are two of your uh, all-conference type, um, of, of course, one preseason All-American as well, guys that are, that are going to come back. Who are maybe some new names that are going to maybe jump off the page when you take on a top-20 team this weekend? You want to save the pitching guys for our pitching guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I'm in position player hitting-wise, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, there, there's exciting guys kind of all up and down the roster. I think we'll, we could expect more out of Trenton Harris this, uh, this year. Um, you know, he's a guy who started a little bit for us last year, and, and you know, I think he's kind of grown into his own. He's shown the ability to handle more, more and more load. He's a familiar name, but he's going to be uh, more of an everyday guy for us this year, kind of the same with Chandler Riley, I would think. Um, Braden O'Shaughnessy is a new guy, transferred from Youngstown State. He's shown real progression and development throughout the fall and spring. Um, he, should, he should play a fair amount for us and, and you know, be a real quality, quality guy um, in the mix each and every day. Um, Max Weller's another guy. I think there, there's some really exciting young guys. Um, Peyton Bonds is one that I, I would definitely keep an eye on. Um, Joe Simpson and Reed Stallman, both junior college transfers who should provide some thump there in the middle of our order. Um, so there's, there's more than enough pieces. I think Peyton Howard might be one of the most electric players in the country. No um, doubt. He, he should be, you know, he should be a, a 40 stolen base guy and a guy who could hit for a high average and probably slug more than you would think for a guy who's going to steal that amount of bags. Um, we have an extremely electric offense. I think we have the ability to offense in a multitude of different ways. 
whether it be hitting the long ball, which the Camels have traditionally done, or stealing and, and you know, playing old school, quote unquote, old school baseball. Um, I think we have the ability to, to offense in a bunch of different ways, and, and I think that, that leads for a lot of exciting um, home halves at, at JPS this year. No doubt. And, and speaking of, as uh, has been tradition in this half decade of dominance for, for Campbell baseball, you all challenge yourself in the non-conference part of the season, not only the midweek, but also starting the year. You're starting the year against a top-20 team. You're going to need that offense against UC Santa Barbara. They have, uh, at least on paper, one of the best pitching uh, rotations in the in the entire country. Tell me what, what what you guys know about the gaucho, gauchos and what you're going to have to do to to win this series this weekend. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be unbelievably competitive. I think they're going to be a team that pitches it and picks it and plays, you know, real baseball um, for 27 innings. And um, I think we're going to have to play clean. I think we're going to have to play. Um, in the moment and, and not, not let it get too big. And I think if we do that, and I think, you know, I, I think a lot about this. Like, they're number 17 ranked in the country. We played against South Carolina last year, or ECU. I, I think we're at our best when we're worried about ourselves, right? And if we can control our own emotions and we can, and we can dictate the situation how we want it to manifest itself, um, instead of worrying about our opponents so much, like, they have good players, man. But you know what? So do we. Um, and, and I think if we focus more on ourselves more than anything else and, and control what we're capable of controlling, um, we'll be in a good spot at the end of the weekend. Uh, finally, I know uh, they didn't make it out here tonight because it's near bedtime, but, but, but tell me about, about your wonderful family and how are the little ones doing? A handful, Chris. That's how they're doing. They're, <laughs> they're always fun to be around. Um, I don't know how my wife does it. God bless her. She's at home right now, probably getting ready for bed. <laughs> um, hopefully they're listening. And if they are, after our, my segment here, it's, it's time to get in the shower and hit the sack. <laughs> um, but yeah, Leonardo just turned three in January. He'll be at all the games, probably chasing foul balls and, and hopefully staying out of trouble. Um, Nikolai can't seem to, to stay out of trouble. He's 18 months and, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's always injured, so can't stay out of trouble. But love him to death, and they'll be at a ton of games this spring. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jordan Stampler. You'll see him and his entire crew um, at JPS uh, coming up. Coming up after the break, we'll talk to two of the uh, newly named assistants on this Campbell baseball team as we roll on. It's a baseball takeover from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Campbell Call Live. Welcome back into Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. If you miss uh, any of the show tonight, if you want to hear it again, we uh, drop this as a uh, podcast in the middle of every week at GoCamels.com on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Not only will the Camels be opening up the season against 17th-ranked UC Santa Barbara at home, they stay at home and on Tuesday, play 11th-ranked ECU. East Carolina comes in for their traditional um, Tuesday on the first week of the season. So make sure you get tickets for that. That one will sell out, and tickets are going fast for um, those games coming up this weekend. And speaking of, we have a four-pack of tickets for the season opener, Campbell versus 17th-ranked UC Santa Barbara. So if you get your raffle tickets out, the winner is 626-414, 626-414. 
winner of the uh, four-pack of tickets. Every time you come down to the show live, you also get a bucket hat as well. And um, thank you so much. If you want your tickets, go to GoCamels.com or call 1-877-GO-HUMPS. Now, it is uh, our pleasure to put on the mic uh, Dusty White. He is the new pitching coach for Campbell. And uh, quite frankly, he's been one of the most successful pitching coaches in the entire nation before coming here as pitching coach at Wingate University. Coach White's 2021 Bulldogs won the Division II National Championship during uh, his time at the school. Seven of his players were drafted or signed pro contracts, including two top 14 rounders in 2023. Last year, his pitching staff was in the top three in the nation. Get this, and not only strikeouts, but strikeout to walk ratio. Um, quite a resume, Coach White. And, and first of all, why don't you tell me about your baseball journey? How, how did it begin and how did it get you, get, get you to this place? That's a very open-ended question. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, college baseball career started playing at UNC Charlotte. Uh, spent two years there. Ended up transferring to, to Wingate University. Coach Gregory was an assistant coach at that time. Um, at that time, that was years and years before the transfer portal. So if you transferred from Division One to Division One, you had to sit out 365 days. Ended up chosen a Division II uh, university. Uh, became a Friday night starter. Was ended up being the one of the best decisions I've ever made. And... Uh, coach Gregory, after after I graduated, became the head coach a couple years later after dabbling around teaching high school, coaching high school. Um, obviously, we had kept a, a pretty good relationship, and he essentially offered me the job uh, back in 2015. And without hesitation, I accepted. We had talked about it in, in, in years prior to that. Fast forward seven, eight years later, I'm here today. Um, it was It was a... A, a great experience being with him for for that amount of years. He's kind of molded me into to some of the the coaching aspects I, I, I like to preach every single day, and here we are. Yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, you, you could tell my wife grew up around that area because I was able to pronounce it Wingate. Um, with that, I know a lot because of her and because of her family about the athletic tradition there. Um, it is Division Two, but 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 my goodness, you guys you, you guys run that. It's a premier athletic department. To tell me about the athletic tradition there, and then what you all built there, baseball wise. Athletic department wise, uh, yeah, it's it's special. I mean, from from having seventeen, I think they have maybe twenty one now. Uh, varsity sports. The the South Atlantic Conference has what's what's known as the Eccles Cup, and that you know. It's like the Division One Capital One Cup per se, where depending on where you finish in your league, you get X amount of points from from top to bottom. And for for 17, I believe maybe 18 straight years now, the the, the athletic departments finished first, and 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 compared to all the other schools. So um, that, that's pretty special. Obviously, not not just being from a baseball standpoint, from softball to football to basketball, everything everything included. It's that they, they win, and that, that's, that's a pretty cool culture. You all won at the highest level. Uh, tell me about winning, winning the national championship, what that took, and, and your memories of that uh, sensational year. Yeah, I mean, winning the national championship, I think regardless of, of, of the level, is 
you know, it's 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 the cream of the crop. I mean, it's it's the 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 highest peak that that any athlete, that any coach wants to get to. Um, and that obviously that, that that came after after the COVID year. When, when the COVID year happened, I think at that point we were like 16 and two. Uh, when our shutdown had happened, uh, like Coach Stamp said a little bit earlier, we had a good core amount of those players come back the following year that had. Uh, their extra year that the NCAA granted them. Um, and when, when some of those pieces came back, obviously we, we knew we had a very, very strong team. Uh, we didn't get off to the start that we wanted to that year. And the team just kept working. We, 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 we kept building upon our, our mistakes and the, the, we have obviously the, the culture of, of, of winning and, and the foundational pieces that Coach Gregory implements every single day. We, we, ju we just stayed on it and I mean, we, we got hot at the right time going into conference tournament, uh, breezed through it pretty easily, didn't lose a game in the regional, lost our first game in the World Series. Um, it was a little bit of a shell shock because we hadn't lost in, in, in almost a month and just kind of took a step back and realized that even though we didn't play our best game that, that game won, um, the, the, the team Angelo State that beat us we knew they weren't any better than us yeah. and we just kind of had to, to go back to the basics and just play our brand of ball and be successful or, you know, executing offensively and, and making quality pitches and, and picking it up and throwing it across the infield when they hit it. Just, just the, the basic things we'd done all year and ended up rifling off seven straight wins to get, to get, to win it all. So wow. it was, it's, it, it, it was an unforgettable experience. Um, it's, it's something I, I, that that doesn't leave your 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 mind every time you step on a baseball field, and obviously it's we we did it we did it at that level, and I know that's a that's a step forward, and and what this the, the the Campbell program is looking to do as well. Well, no, no doubt the championship pedigree. You certainly have the resume that 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 is home for you. But back there, you had you had been there for a while, so um, I know why Campbell chose you. What why did you chose Campbell? Why did you want to be a part of this program? So the, the recruiting trail is always an interesting place to be. There's it's long, hot summer days, long trips, time away from your family. But what, what kind of makes it cool is the connections and the relationships that you build, um, whether you're going to get lunch with somebody during a rain out or you're waiting for a game to start at 11 p.m. in, in Lake Point in <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you meet a lot of people, you talk to a lot of people, um, and, and – having a little bit of relationship over the years, just kind of small, small talk conversations with Coach Hare, but some of the previous assistants, Coach Robinson, Coach Holcomb, Tyler Shoemaker, just getting to know those guys over the years. Um, I think that's what kind of got my name out yeah. there a little bit un underneath Coach Hare. Um, and it, it all kind of happened for me um, late June, early July this, this past summer. Um, I remember I was working, working our, our Wingate's youth camp, um, which is for anybody listening. It's 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 long days when when you've got you know <laughs> 75, 100 toddlers running around, and it's it's more organized chaos. But you know it, it's fun. It, it you, you, it's a way for us to make additional money, and it's 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 a good thing to do because it's it's giving back to the to to the to the generations to come. So. Um, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock on a, on a, on a Tuesday morning and coach Hare had reached out to me, um, 
and basically informed me that, that, that Coach Robinson was more than likely taking the, the, the same position at Liberty University and wanted to know if this was something I would be interested in, that obviously he would, he would go through a, a more of a formal interview process, but I said before I could fully read the entire text message, I was replying yes. Um, so transpire a few weeks later I was actually at the beach with my family after after one of our recruiting trips and had gone through a couple interviews like I said and he, he called me the I had made sure the 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 condo where we were staying was was empty and accepted the job wow yep what have you liked about this program that this culture since you've got here just the people like that's I know that's that everybody says it, but you know the the, the two guys sitting right here, uh, having them beside me in the office on a daily basis to ask questions about Campbell itself, the the university, or um, if there's something from an offensive perspective that they do that can help me from a pitching side see something different, or um, just having the, the the resources and the the technology and just everything that, that, that our program has built the last several years. I mean, that's, it's, it's everything you could ask for. Um, tell me about uh, this pitching staff. Uh, of course, you, you, you lost some, you gained some, you have some guys coming, coming back from injury. When, when we think about Campbell starting rotation and then some guys we'll see from the bullpen, who's going who's gonna to stand out? Well, so everybody's new to me. Um, <laughs> That's true. When I when <laughs> yeah. I came in, I know there were there were only a, a couple of a couple of returners that threw significant innings. That one being Jackson Roberts, and the other being uh, Jeremy Wigman. Um, so it, we we knew um, we had added some good pieces coming into the to the fall, but we all knew there was a a, a certain level of unknown. Um, we didn't know who would kind of emerge as our weekend starters or who would be some you know, long reliever or back end type bullpen arms. Um, so it kind of kind of took a couple weeks to, to play itself out, you know, th throughout the fall. Um, but I feel like, you know, the, the weekend rotation is right now, it's, it's somewhat set in stone. Obviously, roles can change and things like that. But we're, we're more than likely leading towards starting Derek Vartanian on Friday night, uh, Zach Sabres on Saturday, and freshman Cooper Clark on Sunday. Um, we're going to hopefully have all of our available pieces for the three games this week. And then the, the joke around right now is we'll worry about East Carolina on Tuesday <laughs> when, when we get to East Carolina. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to Coach Stampler about this. With so many new pieces in that, I mean, you guys play so many high-level scrimmages, the competitions are that. But before you get out there against another team, uh, you don't really know what you have. It's it's an exciting and nervous bit of unknown, isn't it? it yeah, it, it it is. Especially w with it being my first year, there, there's a lot of unknown. Um, I c I'll be the first to tell you that I'm overly excited to face someone else from from a calling pitches standpoint <laughs> uh, for the the month of October and a little bit of November and the last you know four and a half or so weeks of trying to figure out how to get our hitters out is a very, very daunting task. Um, and I'm sure these guys will tell you the same. They're, they're ready to, fa to, to face some different arms. But, um, yeah, there, there are a lot of very, very, piece, very, very good pieces, we feel like, to the puzzle. Um, it's going to be a little bit of trial and error, I think, 
early on to just kind of figure out. All, like I said, a lot of the a lot of these guys have not proven anything. Just just kind of what roles they have success in, what ones they don't have, or what ones they fail in, and just kind of putting them in positions to to have success early, um, and hopefully build upon that week to week, and and obviously towards the back end of the year, that's when the fun things can happen. Um, you brought your wonderful family that I was able to meet tonight. Tell us about um, uh, about the crew that you have. Your starting rotation at home. <laughs> My wife, Malia, she's back there with our youngest, Yates. Um, <laughs> he will be, uh, he'll turn two this upcoming June. Um, and then our oldest one, Nolan, right there, he's, he's kind of in his own world right now, hanging out, looking at his uh, iPad. He, he's, he is four, so, um, yeah, he's, he, he's, a, he's, he's a mess. Actually, both of them are a mess, um, just like Coach Stamp said. Um, we're, we're blessed to have the, the women in our lives that we do that, that – <laughs> allow us to do what we do. Uh, we, we could not do what we do with the children and, and, and all that without, without those, those supporters. Um, they're, they're awesome. Uh, I thank her all the time. The, the other coaches' wives are, are equally as important. And they're, they've become a pretty good family, too, seeing them yeah. on the weekends and, and, and watching them get to know each other and the, their wives for, for welcoming welcoming my wife in and, and our children. It's it's really been a blessing. Yeah, it's really fun. I think I think now really, if you combine uh, all the coaches' uh, kids, you would have a you would have a starting nine and a couple in the bullpen as well, which is uh, which is pretty good. So. Yeah, I don't even. The hairs have four. Stamps have two. <laughs> we have two. Yeah. Wise has one. Feeks has one. Yeah, we've we've got a yeah. starting nine. There you um, go. <laughs> but yeah, there it's it's there's two two girls, correct? Feeks and Coach Harris, yes. So yeah. a, a lot of males, but, you know, that's that's a good thing as well. But, you know, <laughs> the, the, the men are definitely out, out outweighing the women right now. That's right. That's right. Well, Coach Dusty White, we are we are so glad you're here. We can't wait to uh, to, to, to see your arms uh, in action coming up uh, this week. And uh, thank you so much for the time, and, thank uh, and thank you for coming to Campbell. Awesome. Thank you for having me. All right. That's our new pitching coach, Dusty White. When we come back, we'll talk to a familiar name, a familiar face, now an assistant coach, former Campbell Camel. Coming up after the break, this is Chemical Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. We are talking baseball, and if you have been surviving this long, cold fall and winter for baseball, well, we got some baseball for you. I think, if my count is correct, it's something like 19 of the first 23 games are at home this year, 17 of 21. It's a lot of Campbell baseball and, um, and a lot of fun as well. Campbell, their first four games of the season will take on top 20 teams. UC Santa Barbara coming up this weekend. East Carolina will be a week from tomorrow. And then uh, Ohio comes in February 23rd to the 25th. They'll go on the road. And North Carolina, the Tar Heels, finally decided to figure out where Bowie's Creek, North Carolina is. They are going to come to us this year, March 5th on Tuesday as uh, UNC will come here to take on uh, Campbell at uh, JPS. We've got season tickets still available. That'll guarantee you a seat for uh, all of these really good games, ACC teams, and top 25 matchups. 
GoCamels.com and 1-877-GO-HUMPS, 1-877-GO-HUMPS. When you come out to JPS this year, you will look at a familiar face, a familiar name. Adam Wise is a two-time Campbell graduate, of course, a, a former shortstop for two years on this team. He came back as a grad and an assistant coach, and he is back now as an assistant coach. And first of all, Adam, um, welcome back to a place you have been back to so many times. Talk about your journey from um, Campbell baseball player to now a Campbell assistant coach. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty crazy how, how this world kind of works and, and how things happen. Um, when I first committed to Campbell, I'd never seen campus, never been to Bowie's Creek. I had never even stepped foot in the state of North Carolina. And uh, I just had the gut feeling that, that there was the right move for me. And um, I, I trusted my, my gut feeling and uh, it was the best decision of my life. So um, committed to Campbell uh, out of JUCO and then played for two years at, at Campbell and enjoyed every second of it. Um, we weren't quite the team that, that we are right now, um, but but I, I really enjoyed every aspect of it. And then um, after that, I, I I went on to coach at, at Pfeiffer University with, with Stamp, um, who I've spent some time with, um, both here and, and, at, and at Pfeiffer. And then um, after that, I, I went on to Louisiana Lafayette and started to get my master's there. And that's when COVID hit. and um, things kind of changed there, and then Coach Hare um, offered me a spot to finish my master's at Campbell, and, and without, a, without any hesitation, I, I wanted to, to jump back on board and um, w was super pumped about that. Um, and then post-coaching um, post my first year at, at Campbell, I, I decided that it was time for me to grow up a little bit and um, start, to, start to think about my, my family, and I ended up getting engaged, and, and me and my wife got married. Um, and it was it was time for me to, to be back home. So I spent a couple years back home at Lipscomb coaching there. And then uh, Coach Hare called me over the summer. And I, I was extremely, extremely uh, surprised, actually, a little bit. And then um, and then after that, I was I spoke with my wife and she was she was excited. She's an alumni from here. I'm an alumni, two time alumni. And this is this is our dream place to be uh we want there, there's a reason that we keep coming back to the creek and um it's because we believe in 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 the school we believe in coach Hare, we believe in uh campbell baseball and we're, we're extremely blessed and, and thankful for for everything that that campbell has done for the both of us so um just did a, an amazing story and it's interesting you mentioned it a little about a li little bit about it and and I was here during those years too and so don't worry we're not we're not saying anything that coach Hare wouldn't say himself but you were here in 2016 and 2017 coach Hare who had been as part of this program as an assistant helped build this from nothing got them to the NCAA tournament he rightly was handed the keys to it and he will admit that it took some time for him to find his voice to to really build the program in his in his old view and and it's and in his shadow what did you notice about the program and about him trying to get his footing those first couple of years when you played for him as a player you notice just the passion i think that's the first thing that sticks out is the passion that he has for for doing things the right way and and winning uh, and that's something that's easy to get on board with as a player. Um, quite frankly, I just don't think that we were talented enough 
Like when I when I look at me as a player and how talented I was versus the players that we have now, <laughs> it's night and day. Um, I wouldn't even. I, I would I would pass up on myself as, as <laughs> if I saw myself on the road you, because as, I'm not good as enough. As recruiting coordinator, you yeah. would not recruit yourself as a player to come to Campbell. If I did, I probably wouldn't be here that long. <laughs> so, um, but but that's the, I would say the first thing that that I noticed was just um, the, the entire coaching staff had had that passion to win and they cared about their players and they loved their players, um, and, and and we weren't afraid to work. Um, we just quite frankly weren't good enough. Like I was a starting shortstop and. Um, uh, it, it just wasn't I, I, I wasn't talented enough uh, to help put this place where, where it needs to be and, and that's where they've had success is um, they've just continued to get better and better and better. You're being awfully hard on yourself number one. I saw you play a, a, a lot of good games, have a lot of good a lot of good at bats, but when you did come back the first time, the difference between 2017 and 2021, in addition to the talent, well, what did you notice about, about the program as you came in right in the middle of this incredible five-year run? I would say the biggest difference was just the culture shift. The, the guys in the clubhouse were, were dedicated to winning, and that's all that mattered. It was, it was, hey, we're here to win. Um, we didn't come to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, to do anything other than win and win championships and and work to, to, to meet our individual and, and collective team goals. And that, that was a, a, a pretty big difference from, from when I played is that the, the dudes kind of had, had a taste of winning and what it felt like and, and what it felt like to be a champion. And they kind of knew what it took. And honestly, like, I don't know that, that when I was here as a player that we knew what it took to be a champion. And uh, kind of when they knocked down that door the first time, it's like, oh, that's, that's what it looks like. That's that's pretty different than, than, than how we've been going about it uh, as players. And I, I would, it, I think it's a testament to the players and the work that they put in. And um, they, they, I think they really started to understand that, that growth happens in failure, right? Like, like me as a player and, and, and some of the dudes that, that I played with, like we wanted it to feel good and, and we weren't necessarily trying to uh, get as much out of our development and, and I probably didn't push myself enough and they probably didn't push themselves enough. And so um, maybe we didn't knock down the door uh, enough. And then you, you look up and a couple years later and it's like everybody's wanting to fail because they know that's that on the other side of the failure is the growth and and the development. And that's where the real work happens. And so uh, I, I think the dudes just kind of bought into that and, and they crave it. They They want to get better. And they understand that it's not easy to get better. So, uh, speaking of growth and development, um, you know, you've been a part of this program. See guys uh, uh, come in with some talent, maybe raw, and then end up signing a professional contract. You worked with Zach Neto. Again, Neto was a very good player with a lot of contract. He was not projected to be the starting shortstop for the for the LA Angels when he came into this program. What made him special? What made him different? What, what did you see from him as he? went from pretty good Big South Conference player to MLB player? Just how he, just how he went about his business. He's one of those dudes that, that craved the failure, right? And it's kind of weird to, to think about, but he craved the development and he wanted to get better and he exhausted every avenue to get better um, from, from taking ground balls. I remember that dude taking ground balls and, and where I – like he's taking him at first base. Like he's not even taking him at, at short. And and we kind of move him around, and and we see him just kind of moving around more athletically at short. And he looks like he feels a little more comfortable in his skin. But um, 
he wasn't afraid to try anything, and and he went after everything um, with, with complete dedication. And and you pair that 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 level of talent with that work ethic and um, the the willingness to to fail to grow. Um, it, it's a recipe for success, right? Like that dude got drafted, and I was like, well, I, I know that dude's gonna have success, and he's gonna be playing yeah. for a long time. Um, because he knows how to fail. This this game isn't easy on you, and uh, and the it, he he's gonna fail. But I know that dude's gonna grow, and he's probably gonna make the adjustments quicker than than most other people because he's kind of been in that situation. And um, again, it's a it's a guy that 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 has an elite level work ethic with elite level tools, um, and a, a elite level ability to understand and feel what he's doing. There's uh, there's no question why that dude's a big leaguer, and I don't doubt one bit that he's going to be there for a really long time. Well, and, and speaking of that as well, you, you know, the camels that are not only in the pros but um, headliners, Cedric Mullins, a, a MLB all-star. What what made him special? Uh, again, like a, a willingness to, to do things different than than everybody else, right? Like, like you have to be uncommon in the way that you do the common things. Um, I I never got to play with Cedric Mullins, but uh, every everything that I've heard about him, and and I, I remember him coming back, uh, even while I played, just the way he went about his business. Um, the the dude was a switch hitter, and he just said, "Hey, like, um, his organization, I guess, recommended that he become a left-handed hitter only." And um, as he's in the big leagues and and back down, and the the dude just works, right? Like, like that's that's what. That's what makes a lot of Campbell baseball players successful is just their willingness to outwork people um, and and just be completely dedicated to their craft. And how much fun is it that not only are these guys, Ryan Thompson, another one of them, you know, Ryan Thompson, a, a big leader that is now big there for a half decade. We talk about Cedric, we talk about Zach. There are a lot of guys that are on the cusp. I, I don't think many realize how many guys through this last five years or whatever are killing it in double-A, killing it in triple-A. There are a lot of camels that are going to make their major league debuts in the next year or two or three or four. And a lot of these guys come back in the fall. They love to be around this program. They love to work out here. That, 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 that's a special, quote-unquote, brotherhood that, that, that you guys have, have made, isn't it? Yeah, it, Anytime that, that you have players that, whether they had success at Campbell or they didn't, any anytime that you have players that want to come back, that tells you a lot about your program. Um, it, being an alumni and then kind of seeing both sides of it, I, I still talk with a bunch of dudes that I played with. And uh, there are a bunch of dudes that come back and uh, they all they do is follow their guys and, and how their guys are doing, whether, that mean, whether that's uh, in their business life or in – um, and, and their professional baseball careers or, or how they're doing as, as doctors now or lawyers now, right? Like in my, in my group chat, we, we, we mess around with, about Cole Hallam, a guy that we all played with who's now a broadcaster. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we all talk about that, and, and we, we keep tabs on that stuff. And um, it, it's, it, it's an incredible thing to be a part of um, because you just have, you have dudes that, that you know will always have your back. And, so when I when I show up to the field and I see seven, eight, nine dudes that are playing professional baseball, just tossing a football around, hanging out with, yeah. hanging out with all the dudes that, that they went to school with and they played with, and it's 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 no different. Like it's not like oh my gosh, there's there's first rounder Thomas Harrington. It's oh there's Tommy. What's up, Tommy? Yeah. How, how's it going? And and then Tommy starts to get to know the freshmen, and he's like, 
well, dude, that freshman's pretty good. That's my like, like, and they start kind of hanging out because it's a, it's a deal that's 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 pretty special. It's it's inclusive. It's not like hey, I, it's just a brotherhood with the team that I played on. Uh, if you played baseball at Campbell, you're you're a part of the brotherhood, and it's it's not like a year to year basis. It's it's just a, it's an entire thing, and it's a, a special bond. No doubt special, and um, the next chapter starts, uh, again, like I laid it out, you guys have uh, have four games against top 20 teams. Of course, UC Santa Barbara coming in. What are your thoughts, what are your excitement level as you get set for this huge challenge with so many unknowns to start the season? I think first and foremost, I'm excited to play somebody different. You know, we've, been, <laughs> we've been scrimmaging for, for quite, a, quite a while, and... Um, we we really hammer home the development side of things in the fall and in the early spring and part of part of developing is seeing where you're at right and and being able to test all the changes maybe that you've made or haven't made and and to see where you're at uh so then you can get back to the development side again and then you can retest it so uh, i'm excited to just kind of see where we're at and how we stack up uh the biggest thing for for me is just to to see our guys continue to take it day by day and and get better every single day uh, and, and, and really hammer home on the details and um, really really see how our dudes continue to um, just just take it day by day and compete. Like, like seeing, seeing your dudes that, that have worked every day and compete against the environments that we put, in, put them in and, and seeing those dudes have fun competing against somebody else I think is, is probably what I'm looking forward to most. And uh, we're looking forward to it as well. And in that group chat, you've got you, you've got a doctor, uh, a lawyer, some guys playing p- playing pro ball, and a yeah. Division One assistant coach. That's, That's right. pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. He is Adam Wise, a, a double humper with uh, the two degrees here from um, Campbell. And uh, and coach, thank you so much for stopping by. Welcome back to the Creek. We can't wait to see you. Thanks. It's good to be back. And the Campbell Camels uh, will be back coming up this weekend as they take on UC Santa Barbara. The season opener, special 5 o'clock time on Friday. Again, Campbell is in town for a bunch of games over this next month. Full schedule, tickets, gocamels.com. And you can order those tickets at 1-877-GO-HUMS. For the Entire baseball assistant coaching staff, I'm Chris Amire saying so long from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This has been Camel Call Live.